Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachos. Yeradeya Chelik Sheni Hilchas Kilei Begodim Halacha Aleph. We dedicate the learning today. Leila Nishmas Rabbi Yezeb Rabbi Nosn Yaakov Yentefradl Bas Rabbi Shuarye Zahavaleya Bas Rabbi Avram Sipkorifka Bas Rabbi and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noyenachama Basgalia, Avi Vilana Basis Bendel, Sorochel Basis Bendel, Heretzalio Ben Soralea, Chabalibas Merentoira, Soralea Bas Chabaliba, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, David Ben Behia, Shainel Baslea, Heretzalio Ben Soralea, Chabalibas Merentoira, Soralea Bas Chabaliba, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eloza ben Michal, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Sora Michal bas Adasa, Sora Yehudis bas Sora, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Shlomo ben Rifkish Prinzer, Binyamin Yitzchok, Ben Liba, Margaret, Besoich Shanachol Yisrael. Today we start a new topic, Hilchois Kilei Begodim regarding kilayim in clothing, which is referred to as shatnez. And the basic halachi is that it's forbidden. It's forbidden to wear shatnez. Sewing together wool and linen is not, a, is, not a, a, is not an isur, is not forbidden. Wearing it or using it as a cover to cover oneself with in any way is what's forbidden, specifically wool and linen. It's only in tzitzis, and in the garments that the Kohen Godel wore in the Beis HaMikdash, there it was permissible during the time that we had Tcheles. When we had actual Tcheles, when it was sure that we had Tcheles, then in Tzitzis and in the garments of the Kohanim, we were allowed to combine wool and linen. But nowadays, that some opinions say there is no Tcheles today, and even those that that wear tcheles or have tcheles, it's not something that everybody agrees with. Therefore, we do not have kilayim in tzitzis. We do not mix together wool and linen. Alpi mashikosu b'maymar haiman, based on what Rabbein is, based on chapter 29 in Likud Imran, shetzorich lishmar habigodim ma'oid. In that chapter in Likud Imran, Rabbein warns that a person has to be very, very careful regarding clothing, that clothing is a very important, delicate thing. We know right after Odom and Chavet from the Eitz Hadas, they covered themselves. Until then, there was no need for physical clothing. They were covered in garments of light, big day oil with an aleph. After eating from the Eitz Hadas, they required big day oil with an ayin. Rav Nassazal says now, the Iker Tikun Habigodim, Alidei Tikun Klolius Hagidin, Shehu Tikun Abris. Rav Nassazal is quoting the Likut Imran here, where Rav Nassazal says there, he quotes a Pasuk Alti Bigodecho Levenin. The word Bigodecho Levenin, and the Gemara says Begidecho Levenin, that your Gidin, you should bring whiteness into your Gidin. And Rabbeinu Salavadeh and the Kutimran speaks about the fact that the 365 Gidin correspond to the 365 negative commandments in the Torah. 
of which the gid that's koilel all the gidin is the bris koidesh. And Rabbeinu Zal explains over there in that chapter on the Kutumran very elaborately that through tikkun bris, when a person is masaking the bris koidesh, that shoots whiteness and tikkunim to all 365 gidin. So again, we have this word begidecha and begodecha which the Gemara, the Pasuk uses the word begodecha, the Gemara says, al-tikri begodecha le-begidecha. So Rabbi Nezal says there in the Kutimran that by a person repairing and being misaking the Klolius Hagidin, all of the Gidin, through Tikkun Abris, hadas, and when there's Tikkun Abris, that brings about an elevation of Das, we know the Zohar Kodesh says, "Siluka diyesoido ad abovima," that the effectiveness, the effects of the mid of yesoid, reach all the way up to abo and ima to chachman bina. So the das of a person is definitely affected by the tikkun abris. Umishom nimshach lavnunis lesakein habegodim. So when there's tikkun abris, there's tikkun hadas. And when the das is working properly, it shoots whiteness. The, the moyach is white. It shoots whiteness into all the gidin and into the begodim. Begidecha, begodecha. Ayin Shom, take a look over here in chapter 29 in Likud Imran, where Rabbein elaborates on this. That's one of the major chapters in Likud Imran, where Rabbein expounds on the topic of Tikkun Abris. He speaks about Tikkun Abris, he speaks about Tikkun of the clothing, Tikkun of the garments. Okay. Vishatnez upegam hadas. When a person mixes wool and linen together improperly, that's a pegam in the das. Kihu bechinas das the sitrachra, because that represents the das of the other side. Kitzemer upishtim heim shnei hafochim. Because wool and linen are two opposites, bechinas kain vehevel, because the Torah tells us all the way in the beginning in Parshas Bereishis that ki hevel hevi mi hevel brought a sacrifice for Hashem from the choicest of his sheep, which is wool. Shehu bechinas tzemer kamayisham Rabbi Sainuzal, as Rashi points out in Shira Shirin. <clears throat> when it says this is in paragraph 6, Pasuk 6 in Shira Shirin, Rashi points out there that a ram, which is a type of sheep, its entire body is holy. Its wool is used to make tcheles, which was used in the Mishkan, which was used in Tzitzis. The Kayin Hevi Pishtim, whereas Kayin brought an offering to Hashem from flax, linen. As the Medrash Tanchuma points out in Bereshis. We know that wool, according to Kabbalah, wool is associated with chesed. Wool is generally white. Bechinas Loshon Shel Zahoris Hamal Ben Rabbeinu Salavadeh in chapter 29 relates this <coughs> to the wool that started out red and on, on Yom Kippur 
And if the Jews did a proper tshuva, Hashem made a miracle that the world wool turned white, implying that our sins had been laundered, had been whitened. As again, Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 29. And as the Pesach says in Yeshaya Novi, Im kashonim that if your sins will be red, then they'll become white, like wool. Whereas linen, which is made from flax, represents gvuros, judgment, harshness. As it says in the Novi Yecheskel, the Gavriel lovush badim, that the angel Gavriel appeared dressed in linen garments. Even though an angel, usually an angel is not physical, but when an angel comes to this world, sometimes it'll take on a physical form. So wool and linen are opposites. They're chesed and gvura. V'yalkein, i'efshe letzemer upishtem l'schaber yachad, ki im alidei ho'oda. And therefore... It's impossible for wool and linen to be joined together other than through man. However, other than man, wool and linen are opposites. They're total opposites. Because man represents the highest intellectual being. And das is the union of two opposites. We know the Pesach says in the beginning of Bereshis regarding Odom and Chava, man and woman, it says, Vayeda Odom es Chava Ishtoi. Odom Arishan was joined together, united with his wife Chava. So Das unites two opposites. According to Kabbalah, Das is the union of Chesed and Gvura. Kemavur B'divra Abenu Nereyor Kama Pomim. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in several places on the Kutimam, chapter 15, chapter 89, in the second half of the Kutimam, V'yalkein ein isur shel kilayim kiim belevisha. And this is why kilayim, combining wool and linen, is only forbidden regarding wearing it. Avul muter la'asosan. However, you're allowed to make a garment of, that's a combination of wool and linen, and you're allowed to have it in your house. Because even though you've sewn them together and they seem to be attached, they are not really considered attached and they don't have the power to draw from holiness only when a person wears them, then they're able to draw from holiness, and they really combine through the human being. The human being who is das, who joins together two opposites. Everything in this physical world is a mixture of good and bad. From when Odom and Chava chose to partake from the Eitz Adas, it made it a situation where in this world, good and bad are mixed together. 
And because the good and bad are mixed together, the sitra has the ability to, to draw from it. Especially when it comes to clothing, there the sitra has the greatest attachment. Kayodua, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah. Remember, it says by Yosef Hatzadik, when when Paris, when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and he kept refusing her, it says bebigdoi. She grabbed his garment. And therefore, when in clothing we have this combination of wool and linen, and it's not in a garment that's related to mitzvah, it's not in tzitzis, or it's not in the special clothing that the Kayan wore uh, in, in the while he was serving in the Mishkan or the Besamikdash. Azai Adarabo. Then what happens is the opposite of anything good. It's not holy das, but rather Nasami said das the sitrachra. Because the Sidrachra is associated there. And this, this causes the clothing to be accomplishing the opposite of what it's really supposed to. Because Rabbi Nazal shows there in the Kutimran that the tikkun of the, of the clothing comes from a holy das which is a holy constructive combination of chesed and gvura. Whereas when you mix together wool and linen, it's the exact opposite of that. It's a harmful combination. When the garment is mitzvah-related, it's permissible. Va'adraba, just the opposite, not just the opposite of the negativity. Iker In the olden days, the best fulfillment of the mitzvah tzitzis was when it was a combination of wool and linen, bizman during the time that the treles was available. As we find the Beisiosis speaks about this in Hilchas Tzitzis. Chapter 9. Because when we join together wool and linen, these two opposites, in a mitzvah, then it becomes, it generates holy das, which is the tikkun for garments. However, regarding tzitzis, as tzitzis is concerned, it's especially when there is tcheles. That's when you're really fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis the way it was meant to be. Kimavur hetev leel belchas tzitzis. As Rav Nosan Zal speaks about this earlier in Likud HaLochas, in the first chapter on Hilchas tzitzis. Ayn Shom, take a look over there. Yalkein mikro isur kilayim begodim shatneiz. And this will also explain why the forbidden mixture of wool and linen in clothing is called shatnes, 
כי פגם הבגודן הוא פגם הדיבור, כמבור היטב במימר הנאו, אין שום. ובפרן צ'פטר 29 בליקוד אמרן, רבנו זל ספיקס אבאט לתיקון פור קלובין, which is ציציס, He speaks about the tikkun of all the gidin, which is tikkun abris, and he speaks about tikkun hadibur, which is praising tzadikim. And he says these are all different forms of tikkun hakloli, a general type of tikkun. And over there in chapter 29, Rabbi Nassau shows the connection between the clothing and the dibur. Both of them are a concept of kovoid, malchus. Whereas shatnez implies damaged speech. Because these, the letters of the word shatnez, these five letters, represent letters which at the time of creation, those letters fell and broke. And therefore they require a special tikkun, Kayodua, as is known, they have the crowns on them, these letters, in a Sefer Torah. And therefore, the, the letters of the word Shatnez, they represent speech, a person speaking, where their words are not being listened to, their words are not being heard. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there in the beginning of that chapter on the Kutumran, that true Dibur is only when the Dibur is being listened to and accepted by people. <coughs> because again, this, this concept of a Dibur Sheinoi Nishma is associated with these fallen letters, which are Shatnez. Ki Iker, and now Rav Nosenzal touches on the writings of the Arizal. Ki Iker HaShvira Choyso Alidei Shaloi Kiblu Oyer HaOizen Kemoi Sheiso Beitz Chaim In the Sefer Eitz Chaim, which is one of the deepest forum of the Arizal, where he goes into Kabbalah, there the Arizal shows that when these Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that there was a shattering of the vessels in the beginning of creation, that shattering took place as a result of the fact that the lower levels did not receive the light that comes from the oizen, from the air, which is this air, E-A-R, which is associated with Bina, usually, as the Arizal says over there. Rab Nosazal says, This Kabbalistic terminology that the Arizal uses fits in beautifully with what Rabbeinazal says there about a speech that's not being heard, that's not being listened to. It didn't receive the light of the ear, and therefore it's not considered valid The Arizal refers to it as letters that broke, that shattered. And this is the, the term shatnez. Excuse me. Which is damaged clothing, clothing that's not good. 
And this is also why it says in one of the other Sifrei couple of the Rakanti, Shemi Shalofush Shatnes ain't filosoi oila. That if a person is wearing shatnes, chasvishon, which is a garment made of wool and linen together, their tfila is not listened to by Hashem. This fits beautifully with what Rabbeinazal says there in the beginning of that chapter in the Quran, that there's a type of speech that's listened to, and there's a type of speech that's not listened to. I in Shamhetev. Take a look over there in the Rakanti and take a look in chapter 29 in Likutimran to see the, the connection. And this is also why the Torah tells us regarding tzitzis <coughs> that Kleikufsa is exempt from tzitzis. We'll see soon what this means. And the garments that are, are being kept in a box are not re, do, do not require tzitzis on them. It's only when a person is wearing these garments that then it requires tzitzis. Because clothing itself so long as a person is not wearing it, it doesn't have its real spiritual life or its, its importance. <clears throat> because we know that clothing is associated with malchus. The Gemara says Rabbi Yochanan referred to his clothing as his kovoy. And kovoy is synonymous with malchus. And Malchus, we're told, has no light of its own. It's nothing on its own. It's only when the when a person is wearing the garments, that's when it's 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 up, it's working. Because again, when a human being is wearing clothing, then the human being who is das, the das is feeding into the malchus, into the clothing. And then the clothing becomes a complete item. And then when the clothing is being worn, that's when it could be mitzvah or the opposite. If it's tzitzis, if it's the coin wearing it, doing the service in the base of mikdash, it's mitzvah when it's a combination of wool and linen. And we must place tzitzis, we must place fringes into the garments in order to protect the garments, as Rav Nosazal speaks about this earlier in Orachayim and Hilchah Yakira. The Gemara says in Shabbos that a garment, milosa, a garment, when it's wearing it, uh, to, to the one who's wearing it, it's precious. Because the main beauty and significance of clothing is when they're being worn. And now we understand another connection here, how the Gemara there in Shabbos refers to the garment 
as milsa shehula shindibur. And the Aramaic word milsa means also means speech, to say something. Ki habegodim heim dibur. Because clothing is synony- it goes is similar to speech. Both of them are an aspect of malchus. We know Rabbi Nassau brings in Torah and he quotes the Gemara, Dabor Echot Lador, one speaker, one leader to a generation. Dibor is malchus, and clothing is malchus also. The connection between the Dibor and the clothing. Clothing can give a person respectability. We know that Torah speaks about when a person goes to shul, when a person is going to see a Talmud Chacham, they're supposed to dress for the occasion, to get dressed. D- dressing is a form of respect. It's respect for the person who's wearing it, and it's showing respect for what you're doing. You're going to shul. You're going to see somebody important. You dress for the occasion, or you're going to an important occasion, a wedding, a bar mitzvah, a bris, a simcha. And clothing could go the other way. Clothing can be seductive. Clothing can be something that serves as a major stumbling block, has to shown, to the person who's wearing it or to people who see it. Again, the clothing is this issue of malchus, which can be drawn towards holiness, towards the good side, or has shown very vulnerable to the wrong side. Baruch Hashem, with this we complete the first halacha of this set. Any questions? question in the chat, can we expand on the fallen letters of Shatnez? The answer is, I tried to take a look in the Eitz Chaim, which Rav Nosanzal quotes here, chapter 8, and, and I saw that it's very complex. We'll get older, we'll learn it, we'll learn it, we'll understand it better, and we'll be in a position to explain it. But Rav Nosanzal is quoting over there, he gives the address The Eitz Chaim, Sharches, Perek Beis, which is talking about Sharches, they are speaking about Shvira, the Shvira Sakelim that took place at the time of creation. Halacha Beis, Loisilbash Shatnez, do not wear this something that's a mixture of wool and linen. Semer Upishtim Yachdov, Gedilim Taseloch, Make fringes for yourself. Make tzitzis for yourself. And this is where the Gemara learns that tzitzis is the exception to this halacha. That when there was tcheles, then it was a good thing to combine the wool and the linen. The, the next halacha we're going to be learning now is based on chapter 5 in the second half of Likud Imran which is one of the longest, if not the longest chapter in Likut Imran, a Rosh Hashanah Shir, Ve'isa Shom, and Rabbein Ezra writes there, Shekishemalin u'mesaknin ho'emuna hanafula, that when we elevate and repair the fallen emuna, the emuna that's been damaged,
על ידי זה נעשן גיירן. That results in גיירן joining the Jewish people. ואלו הגיירן מכניסים גייבה לישראל. And when גיירן join the Jewish people, there's very positive things that could come from it, but also it brings גייבה into the Jewish nation. כי אמר רבי סנזל, because the Gemara says in Chagiga, במסתורם תבכה נפשי מפני גייבה. Hashem says, in my hidden places, I cry because of Gaiva. <coughs> and the Gemara says there, Mipnei ga'avosan shel Yisrael shenitna lo'umais. Because of the glory, the honor of the Jewish people, which was given over to the other nations. Ayin shom. And Rabbein Azal shows there in Likutim 1 that this refers to the fact that when Geirim come and join Bnei Yisrael, they bring with them some of this gaiva. And as a result of this gaiva that Geirim bring into Kral Yisrael, this leads to a sinful desire between men and women, chas v'shon. K'mayishom Rabbi Zainasal, as the Gemara says in Soita, the Gemara quotes a pasuk, Eishes ish nefesh yekoro hi totsud. A married woman traps a precious soul. Yekoro means someone who, who look, thinks highly of themselves. Nefesh yekoro. A balgaiva. That a balgaiva is, is very vulnerable, chas v'shon, to this, to Taivas And therefore, Rav Enezal explains there in Likudimran, we require the protection of the protectors of the generation. Certain tzaddikim are given this title, Magine Hadoyer. They protect us and save us from this sinful type of desire, And Rabbi Nezal goes on to explain over there on that when these Magini Adar are protecting us, then we're to get out of Pegamabris, which is referred to as Hechtim Besoroi, which represents Pegam Taivasniyuf and was to enter into Tikanabris, which is referred to as Chaisam of Kedusha, which is related to Tikanabris and is also related to Tfilin. Bris is called Ois and Tfilin is called Ois. Sheheim Chaisam Digdusha. The Tfilin represent a seal of holiness. Ki Iker Tikan Hamoichen Bechinas Tfilin. Because what gives a person's tefillin, the ability to put holiness into the person, is when the person is zoicha to have tikna bris, to be machnia vi taivas niyuf, ayin shom kol ze heitev. Rab Nassazal says, study that chapter and you put him around well. It's towards the middle and the end of that chapter that Rab Nassazal speaks about this. And again, this is one of the longest, if not the longest chapter on the Kutimran. It was a shir that was given by Rabbein Zal on Rosh Hashanah, 
about a year or so before he passed away. Now Rav Zal begins, paragraph Aleph, V'zeh b'chinas tikken habigodim. And what Rabbi Nezal is speaking about there is related also to a person having proper clothing. A person has to be very, very careful to, to make the tikkun of clothing, to wear proper clothing, not torn clothing, not dirty clothing. Because it's in clothing, especially, that gaiva can attach itself to if it's the wrong kind of clothing. Because clothing is rooted and connected to gaiva. Hashem is king cloaked in gaiva, in honor. And the Gemara says in Baba Kama that Rabbi Yochanan referred to his clothing as his kovoy. So therefore we see that clothing represents kovoid, honor, respect, hisparus, pride, and bechinas geus also. It could represent arrogance. And therefore, a Jew has to be very careful to see to it that the wrong type of gaiva, the gaiva of the sitrachra, shouldn't attach itself to the person's clothing. Because this leads to sinful desire between men and women. Which is related to that seal of the Sitrachro, which is Pigamabris. And this is why the Gemara says in the beginning of Brochus, Hani Mani Drabonon Debalu Minaihu. That when a Talmud Chacham wears clothing and they see that their clothing gets worn out quickly, it's from them. From them, meaning from the sit, from the shadim, from the sitrachra, they are the cause of garments worn by tamid chachamim to get worn out easily. Because this, these, these worn out clothing are the result come from nigei bnei adam, which is a term used to refer to shadim. who are created as a result of pigama bris. Which, which results from arrogance. And that's why these shedim, these forces of Tuma, attach themselves to the clothing, because that's where gaiva is attached to. Because gairim, which Rabbein Azal said, they bring gaiva into Ka Yisrael, their connection is to the clothing. Because as is brought in Sifrei Kabbalah, the, the, the connection of Geirim to Klal Yisrael is to the, like to the corners of Kedusha. 
which also is associated with the corners of our garments. So therefore, we say that the clothing needs this purification and, and, and they need to be watched carefully so that the, the wrong type of gaiva shouldn't attach itself to it. And this is what the mitzvah tzitzis is all about, as it says there in the Pasuk that we quoted at the beginning of this Torah. And as Rabbein Azal says in chapter 29 in Likut Imran, which we referred to in the previous halacha, that tzitzis is the tikkun for the clothing. Because tzitzis represent this protective shield that Rabbein Azal speaks about over there in Likut Imran. Which who shield us and protect us from that sinful desire. Because we know the Gemara tells us, and Rabbi Nezal quotes this in chapter 7 in Likud Imran, that tzitzis is a protection from neof, from adultery, from pigama bris. It says, In the parsha of tzitzis, it says that by wearing tzitzis, You'll be pure and holy. You will not turn away to follow your eyes, to look at what you're not supposed to look at. Referring to Begama Bris. Because tzitzis represent that protective shield. The tzitzis are, are, are on the corners of the garment. The Hebrew word konof means corner. The Hebrew word konof also means wings, protective wings. Bechinas v'sachas kenofov techeseh. And kaviochel, under Hashem's wings, we are protected, we're covered, we're protected. So the tzitzis represent this shmira. Rab Nosanzal says what we're learning here is related to what Rab Nosanzal writes there in chapter 5, where he quotes this posuk that Hashem has these mogine eretz, these protectors of the world. And the first letters of that posuk spell the word malach. And this is related to tzitzis, which are on the corners of the garments, and the term knafayim is also related specifically to angels. Angels are called masters of the wings. Because Rab Nosazal says, tzitzis are what Rabbein is referring to over there in that chapter in the Torah as the Mogine Yeretz, the protectors of the world. And this explains why we hang the tzitzis on our clothing. 
Because it's regarding our clothing that requires special protection. And this explains why after we put on tzitzis, after we put on the talus in the morning, we put on the tefillin, which Rabbein Azal explains there in the Kutumran, the tefillin are the seal of Kedusha, like a bris milah, which is established through these moginim, through these protectors, these tzaddikim who are called moginim, and through the tzitzis, which is called moginim. Because the holiness of the tefillin, the effectiveness of the tefillin <coughs> is brought about through these moginim, which protect us from taivas niyuf. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there, Rabbi Nezal says, Ayin Shom Heitev. Study, take a look at that chapter on the Kutumaran well to understand this clearly. There's another Pasuk. Exactly. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim in the chapter that we recite on Shabbos morning. In Shachris, in the middle of that paragraph, there's a pasuk, an angel of Hashem rests and surrounds those who respect Hashem, and saves them and protects them, saves them. Chilutz means to, to save somebody from, from danger. And the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that this Pasuk is referring to the mitzvah of Tzitzis. That Tzitzis is referred to as this heavenly angel that's soviv, that surrounds us. We're surrounded by the Tzitzis on all four sides. And it serves as a tremendous shmira, a protection. A protection from Taivas Niyof, from Pegama Bris, a protection from those forces of Tumor that would want to attach themselves to our clothing. Any questions, please? Um, isn't the original state that we were created, Adam and Chava, they didn't have clothing. And in fact, it was that item that they put, they were trying to cover themselves that create, that Hashem took notice of and, and, and used that as opening to... So I don't understand why the big deal about clothing if, if it... You know, it's it's malchus and everything, but it in the beginning it wasn't even in the picture. The, the answer is in the beginning it wasn't necessary. Hashem uh, originally the world and Adam and Chava were in such a state of holiness and purity that it says they wore garments of light, kosnos oil. But as soon when when everything shattered, <clears throat> when Adam and Chava ate from the eight sadas when there was a shvira sakelin, or when all the damage was done, then there was a need for clothing, there was a need for garments, and the garments serve as a protection when they're holy garments, when they're being worn properly, etc., etc. But unfortunately, the garments are the closest thing 
to the forces of Tumah, just like we speak about our feet, our legs and our feet, the bottom of our feet are the closest thing. That's what makes contact with the ground, and therefore it requires special shmirah. We have to wear shoes or slippers. A Jew is not allowed to, not supposed to walk around barefoot or even in socks must wear slippers or shoes or sneakers, something like that, because when Adam and Chav ate from the Yitzhadas, Hashem cursed the ground. They were cursed. The Adam and Chava received 10 curses each. The snake was cursed, and the earth, the ground itself was cursed. So there's all of this negativity. There are these shaden klipoi sitrachra, and unfortunately, the place that's closest to them which they can most easily make contact is the bottom of the feet, which is malchus, the clothing, which is the exterior, the outside. And it's from that point on, when they ate from the Eitzadas, when all of this damage was caused, then they, they realized they had to cover themselves because they lost those garments, they lost that light, that oil, and it was replaced by oil ayin vavresh. Ayin vavresh means leather, leather, garments of leather. It also means skin. It also means the nails, those things. And the Sifrei Kabbalah speak about all three of these things. Paragraph. Um, Nassim, there's a question in the chat. Okay, let's see. Question, question number one, is this why some people wear tzitzis during the night? The answer is yes. According, I believe it's according to the Arizal, that even though a person isn't chayev and tzitzis halachically, that it's a shmira, it's a protection <clears throat> during the night also. Women who don't wear tzitzis, they have other, they have their mitzvahs of tznius, of wearing modest clothing, where that's the shmira for their clothing. And a married woman covering her hair, that's that's their shmira, that's their tzitzis. Nassan, there's also another question in the chat, please. But why did Kohanim go barefoot in the base Samikdash? Why didn't it make that? The answer is because it was the base Samikdash. The base Samikdash was a center of holiness from top to bottom. From the, the ground in the base Samikdash was holy. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu at his meeting, his first official meeting with Hashem by the burning thorn bush, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Shalna Olecho Me'al Reglecho remove the shoes from your feet <clears throat> because the place where you are standing now is, is very holy. So again, when a person, when there's major holiness, then we remove the shoes. The koyhanim, when they are about to give the bracha to the Jewish people, they remove their shoes <clears throat> to go up because again, they are receiving the divine presence of the Shekhinah during that time that they're giving the brachas to, to the rest of the people. Are the shadim still present today that they could attach to clothing? And I mean, are they active or they've been sort of like uh, phased out a long time ago? 
Rav Nelson Sal spoke about this previously, maybe 30, 40 pages back, he mentioned this, that the Gemara tells us that they were generally banned from the cities, from places that are populated. They were generally banned from there, generally. However, they definitely do exist still. They do exist. <clears throat> and they, <clears throat> they do have the ability to do harm to a person. That's why there are still many items in halacha that relate to being careful, being careful about shading these forces of tumult. Paragraph Bays. <clears throat> and based on this introduction, we'll understand the forbiddenness of wearing wool and linen together. <clears throat> because regarding clothing, we have to be especially careful that the clothing shouldn't give us a, a false, a wrong type of pride, an unhealthy type of pride. And this concept of gaiva, a wrong type of pride, is associated with a combination of colors. <laughs> the term tiferes, which means beauty and also means pride, hisparus means pride, is usually refers to a combination of colors. Tiferes is a combination of chesed and gvura, white and red. Bechinas <clears throat> geus, which is associated with gaiva, kemuva bedev Rabbeinazal come upon them, as Rabbeinazal speaks about this in several places. She'ikr ha'hisparus hu bechinas klolius hagavnen. That the term pride, hisparus, <clears throat> which again can be positive or negative, is associated with a combination of colors. The geus, the hisparus, And Rav Zal says, gaiva and hisparus are, are one concept. And wool and linen are representative of all the different types of colors. Because all the different colors and all the different spheroids are generally put into two categories. In those two categories are generally associated all the different spheroids, all the different colors, all the different meters. And chesed and din are represented by wool and linen. As we quoted in the previous halacha, Rav Nosanzal brings it again here, that the Pesach says, if your sins will be red, <coughs> then when they will be forgiven, they'll turn white like wool. And it says also in the Pesach in Doniel, the the hair of Hashem, and again, this doesn't mean anything physical, but the hair is on top of the head. It's a very, very high level. Is like pure, pure wool, pure white wool. 
Upishtim who bechinas gvurais, whereas linen represents gvura, the opposite. That the, the angel Gavriel was dressed in linen garments. As the Gemara says in Zvachim, that bad means Pishtim. So therefore, wool and linen are chesed and gvura, they're two opposites. Shehem Klal Kol Hagvonim, which represent all the different midos, all the different spheroids. Shezer Bechinas Geus Vehaisparus. And this combination of all colors, this mixture of everything, is, is a term used to refer to Gaiva, pride. Vialkain Osirlonul Islabesh Bemabushim Kweila. And that's why it's forbidden for us generally to wear such clothing that's a mixture of wool and linen, <clears throat> because such garments of pride, such garments which represent all the different colors together, are inappropriate for us human beings. It's appropriate for Hashem. Hashem Moloch Geus Lovesh. Avol Onu Asurim Lislavesh Babal Bushe Gaiva. Whereas we are not allowed to wear garments of pride. Kilemato Yechoilam Lissachis Mizer Chasshon Bechinas Geus Mamesh. Because down here below on earth, if we're wearing these garments of pride, it's very easy for this Sitrachra to attach itself to it. And it should lead to a sinful desire between men and women. It's only within the framework of the mitzvah of tzitzis that according to the basic halacha, we were allowed to wear a combination of wool and linen. <coughs> Sitzis represents the tikkun of all these seichel and tikkun abris. And when the das is, is perfected, then the wool and linen become literally unified as one. Because that's what Das is really all about. When Chesed and Gvura join together as literally as one. Because as the Sifre Kabbalah explained, Das is this combination of Chesed and Gvura. And therefore, when <clears throat> when the das is is complete, is perfect, azai nasa mitzemer upishtim achdus mamish, the tzemer upishtim become one literally in a positive way. The alpain bimkoy mitzvah tzitzis mutur midino kilayim. And therefore, within the framework of the mitzvah of tzitzis, kilayim is permitted. Again, when we had the original Tchelis, Ki b'mekoi mitzvah, Yechoilam l'slabesh b'bechinas levushov kav 
because within the framework of mitzvah, we are allowed to wear Hashem's garments, these garments of pride. Because when we're wearing the holy garments, the sitrachra cannot attach itself to that. Because the tzitzis protect us, as we said earlier. Tzitzis represent a perfection of das, which is this holy union of chesed and gvura. Which leads to a oneness and a healthy peace between wool and linen. And the sitrachra is not able to be associated there at all whatsoever. Any questions, please, before we close? Next, Rav Nelson Zal is going to go into the clothing which the Koyin wore when he was doing his service in, in the Mishkan, in the Beis HaMikdosh. We'll hold it over here for now. Wishing every... There's a question in the chat, Rav Nelson. Yes, we covered it. Quick question, if you don't mind. Just a moment, just a moment. A question in the chat. Why are garments from a combination of wool and linen consider, considered to be multi-colored? Colored? The answer is because wool and linen represent these opposite colors, white and red. And white and red are symbolic of the two extremes in clothing, whiteness and redness. Just like we speak about Esau and Yishmoel being the two leaders of the 70 nations, each one has 35 nations under them. White and red are the two basic colors, which all other colors go under that, that heading. Another question? If somebody is a Baal, is Ramosin? Yes. If someone is a Baal Gaiva, will... Will it help that uh, they have to fill in that? Uh, you know, will, will any of will anything help if you're a Balgaiva? The answer is definitely yes. That by putting on sitzis and tefillin properly, those things can help suppress the 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 gaiva and change it into holy kavod. Those are those are holy garments which can change the negative kavod into a positive kavod. Because those garments represent Hashem's kavod. I'm wearing tzitzis because Hashem said so. I'm wearing tefillin. Those are, you know, the, the tzitzis represent the garment of Kedusha. The tefillin is the, a holy crown of Kedusha. It definitely can help. Question, Rav. Um, yes. Isn't it considered that the, your house is like the base of Mikdash? Or even your bedroom is the Kadosh Kadoshim. And if that's the case, then wouldn't it say that you could be ever walking around barefoot in your bedroom or even your house? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. You know, there's a house, if a person conduct, person makes their house into a holy place, the house can be considered a shul is called a mikdosh ma'at. A shul is called a mikdosh ma'at. A, a house is a level lower than that. It's it's a house is not a shul, you know. But again, if a person is to have kosher mezuzahs and sforim and kosher food, and they watch what they say in the house, they conduct themselves bikdusha. 
then the house is also a place of holiness, a sanctuary. But in terms of walking barefoot, <clears throat> it's not recommended. When a person comes out of the shower or a bath or something like that for a short period of time before a person has a chance to dry their feet completely, to put on slippers or shoes, that you know that that's possible. But generally, I heard from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, he cautioned us that there are people that are careless about this and to know that a Jew generally does not go barefoot, number one, and also not to walk around in socks because that's a sign of mourning. Mourners go with do not wear shoes, but they wear socks. And chas v'shom, a person walking around in socks could be could be teasing the Yitzhahara chas v'shom, that they, they, they want to be in a state of mourning chas v'shom. But what about children? I mean, how do you, I mean, what do we do? How do we approach that? Children should be taught not to walk barefoot. Children should have slippers that, that, that they don't walk barefoot generally. A baby might be something, a baby, until the baby is able to wear shoes or something like that, that's something different. But as soon as a, a, a child is, is old enough to be able to wear shoes, slippers, we try, we try to, to go that route. Um, in line with what the Rav just said, isn't the, the problem touching the ground? But if you're in your apartment, are you touching the ground? The ground was cursed. It doesn't mean the floor in your apartment is cursed. I believe, I believe it has a similar connotation, that it, it could even mean the floor in a home. Mm -hmm. far, that, that was what I understood from my rabbis. Yes. Sure. Wishing everybody a wonderful day, a good week. We have the Likutim Ranshir this afternoon, and the, the Chaim Ranshir this afternoon. It should be a week of Yeshua's and Refua's and Simchas for all of us. Amen. Thank you, Rav Nasser. Good luck. All the best.